Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. And welcome back to the show. Joining us right now, the treasurer of the great state of Connecticut, Eric Russell, who is in studio with us. Eric, what a pleasure. Thanks, Lisa. I'm I'm happy to be here. So you are in your first term. Yes. And it's more or less less than a year, but coming on a year. Yeah, just about nine months. Right. Congratulations to you. you. Thank you. The biggest, I think, thing that I really wanted you to tell people about is this extraordinary baby bonds campaign, which your predecessor worked so hard to get done. Definitely. And I believe the legislature has funded... Yes. And so now we're on the way. We are on the way. So the program went live uh, starting on July 1st. Okay. And it was a team effort. And we, um, there was a lot, of, a lot of collaboration to get here. As you mentioned, uh, the initiative started under Treasurer Wooden and legislation was passed back in 2021 and was set to start July 1st of 2021. Uh, and there were some con- concerns about how it was going to be funded. There was some pushback. And so coming in, one of my top priorities was sitting down and bringing everyone to the table, exploring new ways to fund the program, but most importantly, making sure we got the program up and running uh, starting this July. And so give us the specs. We want to know about this. Sure. So the program overall is is designed to address generational poverty in Connecticut. Um, As we all know, Connecticut is one of the wealthiest states in the country. Uh, but we also have one of the largest wealth gaps, and it is a wealth gap that has continued to widen over the years. And so, Like, this, like America's. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It's not a, a phenomenon that's uh, specific to Connecticut. Um, but I think you see um, that disparity being a lot larger here, being that we're such a wealthy state. And so what this program does is for every child born into poverty in Connecticut, which we use uh, a child's birth being covered by Husky as the indicator for okay, that. Okay, so if you qualify for Husky then that's enough. And we figured that the entities that have qualified you for Husky have already determined you don't have a lot of money. Correct. Okay, and good. So, I so like it's, that. So it's the birth itself being covered by Husky. Okay. Um, and so that, like that. that child is automatically eligible for baby bonds. There's no need to enroll or to sign up for anything. It's wonderful. And what ends up happening is for, for every one of those uh, babies born, there is $3,200 that's invested in a trust on behalf of that child. And that money's managed by my office, 
uh, and will be invested. That money will continue to grow over the life of that child. And between the ages of 18 and 30, they can access those resources to help them, uh, ultimately anything that's designed to build wealth. So purchasing a home here in Connecticut. But not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. Okay. Starting or investing in a Connecticut business. Okay. uh, Using for post-secondary education or job training, Mm -hmm. or you can roll it into a retirement savings account over time. Um, Wow. So if you're an entrepreneurial person, but... And so you don't qualify necessarily for those categories. The money can still be used for your future. Or if, you know, you say you're in a spot where you do kind of age out, you have to access the resources by the time you're 30. So if you wanted to roll oh. that into a retirement account because you weren't going to use it for one of those other purposes, you could roll the money that way. But it's we know that the biggest indicator for someone's ability to build wealth over time is to have some access to capital yes, to start. It is. And so, you know, this program is designed, um, it was created initially by uh, Dr. Derek Hamilton, some academics that really researched um, the idea of wealth creation and how we close some of these gaps. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a really exciting program. We're the first state in the country. It's to, unbelievable, actually. To pass it's legislation un- It's like incredible. This. And how much is $3,200 expected to become Let's say by the age of nineteen. Yeah, so we the we expect it to be conservatively between eleven and twenty four thousand dollars, depending on when that individual accesses those resources. Okay. And so you know, and if you think about okay. something like purchasing a home, right? Yep. Um, there are a lot of folks that come out of school or you know are, are working and are paying rent because the main thing that they don't have access to is money to put a d- down payment down yep. on a home. Yeah. Um, so it's things like this that are really just helpful in. Uh, creating opportunity and really changing circumstances for people. And it makes them feel good that there's a nest egg. It's you know, a, there's a lot, a big emotional component to know that there's a, a nest egg. It's a huge opportunity and really creating that hope, right, that someone could have a future that's different than what they've seen. Now, obviously, it doesn't take the place of parents who, you know, just because your child is on Husky doesn't mean that they're going to be on Husky forever. And do they have to have, be on Husky forever to continue to qualify or it's Husky at birth? It's the birth being covered by Husky. So they assume that they start out in poor circumstances. That's the assumption. I mean, and what we really wanted to do here is it was intentional that this was tied to the child, right? Mm -hmm. And not to the parent necessarily, because that doesn't, that's not necessarily an indicator on where that child is going to be or what that future may look like. What we're also trying to do here, though, is there's a financial literacy. Very nice for kids in foster care. For sure. Um, But it's, there's a financial literacy requirement in, in order to access the funds. So there's, uh, financial literacy courses that will be a part of this. You also have to be a Connecticut resident at the time that you would be accessing this. So That's in good. addition to That's kind Connecticut of, taxpayers who are funding it. I understand sure. and, that. And, and the nice thing about this is in addition to kind of the social benefits, it's also an economic driver for the state. The way this program is designed, these resources are all going to be reinvested back here in Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. Reinvested in communities, particularly in communities that may have been under-resourced historically. Um, and so it's about creating opportunity for upward mobility for all of our residents, which is ultimately going to benefit all of our residents. Do the schools the kids have to go to be in state Connecticut schools, or can they go anywhere and use Th- the money? That is the one exception. So the for That's education, good. for college, they we can go didn't anywhere. Wanna, yeah, correct. That's smart. Correct. I think um, that you should give people choice to go where they want to go to school. F- for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, that's amazing. It's exciting, exciting. And program. so you're the treasurer. So where is the money being invested? So we're investing it alongside our, our pension funds. Um, and so we, um, as treasurer, I'm responsible for our investment. We have I'm going to get to that in a minute because yep. I'm one of your, I'm going to talk to you about it. For sure. So uh, 
you know, so we manage about $50 billion for our pension funds. This will be, the trust is set up as a, a sleeve that we'll be investing alongside the rest of our, our pension so assets. So you have to be a prudent investor. Absolutely. You can't throw it all in Apple. No. <laughs> Cannot do it. Not allowed. And so there'll be a combination of stocks and bonds and cash and all Correct. of that we stuff. We have a global diversified portfolio that that will all be. You want to know something? I'll tell you a story. I've never told this on the air. We're chatting with Eric Russell, who's our treasurer. So I was always a self, not always, but for most of my life, I've been self-employed. And uh, when I was, when the kids were young, I had a couple of decent years. And because I'm a trust and estates lawyer, I decided to, at no cost to anybody, create a trust and put some money in. And I put $10,000 in over a period of two years. So I think it was five and five. And then another for both of my kids. And one of them was, I think Joanna was maybe nine at the time. No, she was a little younger. She was like five and John was 11, something like that. They were little kids. They were not just born. But that was then all I could afford. Mm -hmm. Then life took over and I couldn't put any more money in the trust. And I threw it into the stocks, only stocks, only equities because I wanted it to grow. So Joanna's 30. And do you know that that initial investment, Eric, of $10,000 turned into $100,000? Mm-hmm. It's huge. And I didn't even pick the stocks. Yeah. I went to somebody else and she said, Classic. I'm not going to charge you. I'll just throw it into a few. Do you know that? Yep. And so after we paid the capital gains and everything else and all of that, and it was dumped out at the age of 30, she was left with 80. Mm-hmm. That was her down payment on her house. Huge. And she and that was her dowry, as far mm-hmm. as I was concerned, because we didn't have that kind of money to give her when she got married. And I felt so good about that. Yeah. So I feel it's, really good about doing this for poor kids. Thank you. No, it's. I think it's. <clears throat> we know that this is not the solution by itself, right? Baby bonds is not going to be the solution to no, but it helps. Copper, but it's a huge piece. Yeah, I mean, nobody's the, paying the mortgage for Joanna. She's hard working. She's paying it. But without that nest egg, and she's thanked me for it a million times. Mm-hmm. That was how she got started. Yeah. And listen, we're, we're also looking to build this program out. It can be a huge vehicle for a lot of other things. So we're working with philanthropy. We're working with nonprofit organizations, not to just think about this ultimate access to resource down the road, but how do we provide additional supports for these children and their families along the way? How do we connect parents with financial literacy courses, with access to workforce development uh, and training? How do we uh, connect these kids with mentorship programs and additional education resources as they're going through school? Really using, we That's know wonderful. we're addressing communities that need help, right? And so let's use this as a vehicle. And you know we just passed this financial literacy requirement for all kids graduating Correct. high school. So I'm sure that that could be the qualifying thing. If they graduate in a Connecticut high school, they already will have had to take financial literacy, For sure. Right? We, we are looking at um, additional kind of development around financial literacy courses where we maybe, what I would like to do is really have those courses built in throughout the life of that child. So it's not just one thing. At so the you end have of the to road. contact Jennifer Op- Openwash, Open Openshaw. Jennifer Openshaw, who we just interviewed last week, is the founder of girlswithimpact.org. Okay. They have educated 15,000 girls. That's amazing. 15,000. She's based in Greenwich. It's a Connecticut-based nonprofit. 15,000 all over the country, many in Connecticut, in financial literacy, completely free. She doesn't charge anyone. That's amazing. We can give you her info. You that need would, to talk to her. That would be great because that's exactly what we're doing is we're making connections, building uh, relationships and partners in a lot of these spaces that we can 
connect, right? And then use. Um, so when they get the money, they understand about money. Exactly. Yeah, I get exactly. it. Uh, we're chatting. We're chatting with our treasurer, Eric Russell. We'll be right back. Two zero three 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 nine four two two. If you want to give a call, say hello or ask a question. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We're talking with our almost brand new treasurer of the state of Connecticut, Eric Russell. 203-333-9422 is our number. You can call me at 203-333-9422 and give us a call. So, Eric, one of the largest groups of people as a group in Connecticut are employees of the state of Connecticut. I think we number in the several hundreds of thousands, Mm -hmm. right? I am a judge, and I receive health insurance, and I get a salary as a probate judge. So I'm an employee of the state of Connecticut. And uh, I have a little bit of a bone to pick, not with you personally, but (laughs) something to put in your brain. So the pension, the pension that are the pre-tax dollars that I'm allowed to invest, uh, I think the federal government allows at my age, because I'm over 50, something like 26000 a year or something like that, can go pre-tax into a fund that the choices of the investment opportunities are controlled by the state of Connecticut, but that one day when I retire will be mine. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? That makes sense. And it used to be prudential, and it's now something called empower. Uh, and I would like to s- say to you that I have not been happy with and I'm not happy with the choices of investments that are available to me. Okay. So I, w- I will say there's um, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility I have as treasurer. That is not I, one of them. It's not one of them. Um, it, oh, it's I covered. thought it might be. Well, so our our plan administration um, is governed by the comptroller's <gasps> office. To tell Sean. So uh, okay. not not to not to throw him under okay. the bus. Okay. No, we can, no, we will. It's okay. But, but uh, Sean comes but on once a month. Both of us coming in at the same time, so I think we're both looking okay. at everything, kind of kicking around. But that's true. Uh, my job is I'm responsible for uh, investing state employee contributions to the public pension fund and controlling those resources. That I don't are think in that's what I'm talking about. Correct. Yeah. Ah, I'm talking yeah. about the segregate. But it is controlled by somebody in the state of Connecticut. So I think in terms of the, the options for providers that are out there, that would be through the okay. comptroller's office. Okay. And I'm not happy because <laughs> I want no-load Vanguard S&P 500 index funds. I don't see them. Yeah. That's what I want. No, I understand. <laughs> we're, listen, we're, I think Sean and I are both coming in. It's, it's been a, a really cool experience that we uh, both just got elected in November, started in January. We're the, uh, That's right. Two first um, 
the first two millennials elected to statewide office in Connecticut. Generational. Um, it's, been, it's been great, you know, working together. We Our cl- offices work very closely That's together. Good. But ultimately looking at ways that we can really improve what we're doing. We have a great track record as a state over the last several years in terms of really turning our fiscal position around. Yeah, let's talk about that because you are coming into, nobody would have believed that we would be able to pay down so many of our pension obligations. So talk to us about that. Sure. So it's it's been, we've had a really strong bipartisan uh, approach to uh, fiscal responsibility and really addressing many of the wrongs and, and mismanagement that we had for decades. We went about 70 years without funding our pension funds. Um, and at some point, you run into that, a wall that really there. should be a full stop pause. For sure. Um, and so, you know, we, we've really made a commitment. We have fiscal guardrails in place. We've had five balanced budgets. We've had record surpluses. We have a, a full rainy day fund. We've made, by the end of this year, nearly $8 billion in additional contributions into our pension fund. We're making a lot of progress. How um, much more are our liabilities that are unfunded, Eric? So we have, uh, we'll have a new evaluation at the end of this year. Um, our teacher's retirement fund is at about 57% funded. Our state employees at about 49 That's But that's all? a huge amount of progress yeah, compared to where we were. Yeah, but it's still barely half. For sure. But we're, you know, again, it's you don't go 70 years in digging a hole no, and then fix true. it in, in three, right? No, and no, so, that's true. But, um, I mean, it's it's great progress, but... It's not done. No, it's not done. There's a lot of work to do. But we've, I think what is uh, really important is that there's been this broad commitment to addressing these long-term issues. If you look at the fiscal guardrails that we have in place, and I think it's evident not just by me saying it or anyone in elected office, uh, we've had six upgrades to our bond rating over the last several years. These are outside objectives. Yeah, Governor Lamont came in office. He was really focused on that. And the legislature was, right? These were measures that were, were passed in 2017 that we're starting to see bear fruit. Um, But this is going to be a long-term commitment that we need to stay on top of because it's ultimately what's allowing us to uh, lower taxes, to reduce costs for taxpayers. Yeah, because every pension dollar that we put back becomes a little less interest that the state of Connecticut has to pay, right? And Well, it's it's more so the example of what you were just talking about in investing in in stocks and how you were ultimately, this money was able to grow. That's true. The more money we're putting in up front that we're able to invest in over time. Um, and it's also reducing our required contributions by hundreds of millions of dollars on an annual basis that we're able to free up. So, you know, th- that's obviously a huge priority. My main responsibility is making sure we're maximizing performance in our pension fund. And we've been doing a lot of work as we have have a new asset allocation as we're right-sizing our portfolio. Yeah, how do you deal with the vicissitudes of the stock market? Nobody can really predict it. So no, how do you hedge, so it's, to speak? It's a little bit different for a pension fund because we're, we're long-term investors, mm-hmm. right? And so we're not looking at timing the market. Market, okay. uh, on things. We're really thinking about making uh, prudent, risk-adjusted investments on a long-term basis. And so who do you consult? We're chatting with Eric Russell, our treasurer. Sure. We have we have outside consultants. We have an incredibly I mean, strong investment trust? team. I have yeah? a, a chief investment officer who's amazing okay. um, and a full investment team that oh. we have built out. We've done a lot of work to make sure we can attract and retain the right people in the office. So in-house you For, have yes. investment people. Correct. And then they work with various other institutions. Correct. Correct. That's a nice account to have, the Connecticut Pension Fund. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope I, you spread it around. I think that's one of the other good things is people are excited about working with us and see the direction that we're going in. And you know, one of the benefits is we're starting to see a lot of these changes that we're making really bear fruit. Uh, we had a really strong fiscal year. We performed at eight and a half percent, which is a good which year. was yeah two and a half percent over um, our benchmark. Um, and so, again, it's not we don't look at these investments or returns in a short term basis. This is really about 
long-term sustained success, but I think it's a good indicator of the changes we're making really guiding us in the right direction. So is what you're saying that let's say we're at 50% and let's say we have a year next year where we can't pay down the obligation, but at 50% with any luck, we'll have growth. And so maybe the growth means that we go to 58 or 59%. And so there's less pressure on the rest of the budget to have to pay it. Correct. So first, there's but we hope all, it doesn't go all, down for the budget obviously. on a on a year to year basis. We we are making all of our required contributions that continue to fund our pension fund. Okay. And obviously, investment returns add to that. So no, we're and no then, longer running at a current deficit kind of thing. Correct. We're we're paying in annually what we are required to. We went many years not doing that. That's right. So we're <laughs> obviously investment returns. The goal is that that is growing our fund as well. Okay. And we're making these additional contributions Got on it. top of those annual required contributions. And we, how many people in the state of Connecticut, do you have a quantified number, actually receive a pension now or are anticipated to receive one in 10 years? Do you yeah, even it's, know? It's, it's hundreds of thousands that we are ultimately investing for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this changes all the time. It's the same reason why it's hard to gauge the exact amount within our pension fund because yeah. there are people coming in and out of the it's plan at different rates. We have different tiers depending on the employee. Um, but my main responsibility is doing everything we can to safeguard pension dollars, to grow our pension funds, to protect state and municipal employees and teachers and their retirements and these assets that they have worked hard for and have paid into our system. Before we let you go, Eric Russell, going back to the baby bonds, you've said that any child born in Connecticut now and going forward who already receives Husky, in other words, the mother is on Husky benefits for the child's birth, will automatically be enrolled. Is there a way for the child or no way to track the investment that this was their birth year and this is when they were born and this is how their $3,200 has grown? Is, is there any way to be doing that? Not yet. And we were looking at some of those opportunities. One of the reasons right now is there's not an individual trust for each individual child. We right. do it in cohorts for a child born in each year. I'm sure. So, so for every, we anticipate 15 thousand or so that right? babies to be born into the program every year. So we have about 15,000 babies born in poverty in Connecticut. On average, yes. That's a lot. It is. Um, and again, I think we're, we're, this is a one piece to the puzzle as we continue to invest in education and early child care and housing um, and all of the things that ultimately impact people's um, financial position in our state. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity for us to really focus on kids that we know need it the most. Um, I have another question for you. We're, we're coming into a minute. Are Husky benefits in Connecticut, are they um, decided based on the immigration situation of the parent? So it's not a fact. So if it will apply to someone who is undocumented as well. Because um, they're, they're born bo- an American citizen. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Eric Russell, it's so nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you Thank as you well. Thank you very much for coming in the studio. I hope we do see you again. Uh, is there a final message you want to leave our audience here on WICC? No, I would just say, you know, I, I think it's important that as we are looking at making progress as a state, um, as we are making some of these critical investments in our long-term future, um, that, you know, we, we really think about also creating opportunities. My main job, again, is to make sure we are growing our pension funds that we have uh, responsible administration of all of our state's cash and debt 
uh, I oversee unclaimed property, which is another oh, yes. thing that I the think. Oh, yes. Are we on the big CT list? CT big list. CT um, big list. Um, and you, you made it easier for people. They don't have to get the notarized stuff anymore, We're right? doing a lot of work to really automate process to implement new technology, uh, bringing people on board uh, to make sure we can process claims more quickly. We've been really successful in doing that. I think even you if you- got to give back the money. Even, yeah, of course. And if even if you look at just this year, we've more than doubled the uh, amount of claims that we've processed at this point last year. I always um, tell my fiduciaries, go on ctbiglist.com. Don't forget, because you'd be surprised how many people have no idea. It could be an unclaimed gift certificate or whatever absolutely. it is. It's a FedEx refund that you didn't cash. There's a million things in there. Yep. Every it, year I find something. And it could be 25 cents or it could be $2,000, right? And so um, I think really just informing people about the process and, and obviously making it easier. Um, but, you know, Obviously, the responsible administration of all of this work, and then also looking for these opportunities to create more equity, to lift people up, to create more economic opportunity for everyone across our state. Eric Russell, Treasurer of the State of Connecticut, a pleasure. Thank Come you. back. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back with the next live hour of the Lisa Wexler Show. Stay tuned. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.